Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen. With me, as usual, is my guy, Donald Thomas. And today, this episode, we're going over the Week 11 NFL schedule for the 2023 NFL season. And before we get into it, we're going to talk just real quick about, you know, not necessarily the game last night with between the Ravens uh, and the Bengals, but kind of discuss a little bit about what happened afterwards, the, the things that escalated with, with, with Burrow. He threw that football and he like shakes his hand, you know, a little bit of a grimace, you know, and, and people are wondering, you know, he's got an injury, but you know, well, there was no report on that. And then the picture came out, you know, him having some kind of a sleeve over his wrist and hand and, and, and things of that nature. And everybody's assuming that he had some kind of injury that the Bengals did not report. But that may not be the case, right, Donald? Yeah, I mean, so guys are – this is, what, week 11, whatever it is, 12? I don't know, man. It's deep in the season. Everybody's banged up. Everybody has something going on. Not, necess- not necessarily, you know, injury report worthy um, at the time that it happened or is going on. I mean, I know firsthand, you know, guys were banged up and wear boots around you know, all week uh, and just take it off for practice and get ready for a game and get a ton of treatment, but it's not necessarily an injury report. It's just maintenance, right? So um, you could have had something before. Clearly there was something going on. I don't think it was uh, something they felt was going to keep them out the game. And here's the thing, you know, teams don't want to give away uh, the game plan, right? They don't want to give the other team an upper hand to think like, hey, his wrist, his hand, something's messed up. Get after the quarterback, try to get him to, you know, hit that hand, whatever, um, so yeah, there was some, there was, there was some, uh, trickery involved. There's some deceitfulness, so to speak with the Bengals. Yes, maybe so. Um, but at the end of the day, it goes on every week in the NFL. Well, also, I mean, in his hand literally was a laptop and they have these little elastic things that wrap around your hand to prevent tendonitis for people on laptops and stuff like that. That could have just been what that was, you know? Maybe, you know, he doesn't want carpal tunnel down the line. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Something, you know what I mean? But uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, there there definitely was something going on with his wrist or his hand or what have you. We won't debate that. We're not – I'm not stupid. You're not stupid. No one else is stupid. That's why they're reporting about it. Um, but, hey, it flared up in the game. Something happened, and uh, he couldn't finish the game. So I do want to, I do want to talk about something, but before I do, uh, I got to remind everybody that bet online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds lines and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, NFL, basketball, and more. Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember, Use promo code BLEAVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. So, in my earlier days, I played a lot of different types of sports. I played basketball, I played softball, baseball, football, uh, went bowling, right? I, I mean, I, I've done all sorts of different types of stuff, and I'm a left-handed person, 
And so everything I do is generally with my left hand, except when I w- was batting, you know, batting. Uh, for so I, I batted right-handed because I had more power that way. Um, because my, my left hand is, is where that uh, pull trigger is. But here, here's the deal. As I got older, my wrist and hand would not hurt. But when I would throw something, whether it be a bowling ball, a football, or a baseball, if I threw it hard, I would have shooting pains roll straight up through my hand, right? Out of nowhere. Now, later on, I found out, you know, my blood pressure was really high at that point, you know, and, and that's what it was. You know, dur- during that period when I was throwing throwing the football or the baseball or whatnot, I I had pushed a lot of blood through those vessels when I was throwing so hard, and it was just a lot of pain there. I don't know if that's what happened you know, out there on the field with him when he grimaced, because that looked a lot like I was looking at that going, that reminds me of me when I was doing that. Not saying that's the case. I'm just saying there are lots of different, you know, scenarios from which he could, that could be possibly the thing. Or maybe earlier in the game, he hit his elbow on something, you know, and, you know, a nerve shot up. And now, now he's dealing with a nerve thing, you know, who knows? We don't know what's going on, and uh, obviously the NFL will probably do some kind of investigation on it because that's what the NFL does. But I just I, I don't see how you know this, you can't automatically look at it and go, "This is guaranteed they're hiding something." You know, I it, it could be a multitude of things. Could they be hiding something? Absolutely. I just don't think that you know you can automatically just make the assumption that they are. Yeah, um, there, I mean, here's the deal. We'll never know the true story. That's just I, I, just being firsthand when it comes to injuries and how it gets reported. Um, there's it's very rarely unless it happens in plain sight, clear cut injury. The, the the things that happen during the week in practice sometimes, or you know, he could have did anything. He could have fell at his house. He could have did anything like you're not going to know the real story because they just don't want it to get out. They're going to give the public what they want to hear or what they can get away with. So nonetheless, at the end of the day, Burrow got hurt. He had something going on with his hand, his wrist, what have you. Um, he ran to the locker room. I was like, when I saw that, I was like, that ain't going to change nothing. You can run as fast as you want to the locker room, buddy. Like the way that you went down and then you came back and tried to throw that ball and you dropped to the ground, like you're out, like you're done. So you know, you don't, you never want to see a guy get hurt. Like, I, I'll be the first to admit it. Like, I know what that feels like. I know what it, you know, sucks. So, um, but they lost the football game, I think, because of it. I don't know if they really would have won that game with it, the way the, the way Baltimore was playing. Um, they were but you never know, like, that period of time, anyhow, right? Right. So, like, you, you, you just never know, um, what the outcome could have been. NFL games are crazy. You know, they could, they, they would, they made, they could have won the game, right? So, um, but they had less of a chance once he went out that game, um, regardless of how this thing gets reported or shaken up, investigated, what have you, like slap on the wrist. I don't know what happens to Cincinnati if anything happens to him. Um, but at the end of the day, something's going on with his wrist and he's got to get better. Absolutely. Well, I think we've discussed enough about one person's wrist in the NFL. Uh, let's let's get into November 19th on Sunday. Um, first game on the docket. We got one o'clock. I know you don't normally uh, 
like picking the Cowboys because you don't like the Cowboys, but uh, at one o'clock they're going to Carolina, my guy. Uh, <laughs> there is a uh, high probability that Dallas wins this football game. Uh, the way they looked last week, um, coming into Carolina, I don't see Carolina being able to put it up, put up enough points to compete with Dallas. Um, just offensively. Um, Carolina's still still not there yet, clearly. Um, but here's the deal. Like, this is the Cowboys. The Cowboys could very well pull, like, what they did when they went to Arizona and Joshua Dobbs-like performance from the young fellow Bryce Young could happen and crazy things happen. So, you know, I got Cowboys by – I hate to say it. I got Cowboys winning, and I'm going to say three scores on this one. Yeah, I got at least two scores in this game as well. Yeah. Look, I outside of that Cardinals game that you brought up, the Cowboys generally don't play down to their competition, but when they play actual, like, good teams competition, they don't measure up, right? Uh, it, to me, it looks like what, what happens is, is they'll find a weakness on a team and they hammer that weakness over and over and over and over. And that's why they look so good. But when they go up against a team that they can't do that to, and they find themselves in a in a situation they don't know what they're doing, they end up getting beat and sometimes pretty badly, you know, by good teams. So, um, yeah, I, I got the Cowboys in this. Look, Carolina's offensive line, their offense is just it's, it's not working right now. And you know, uh, let's face it, uh, Cowboys got some players over there on D. So I, I yeah I got I got two scores on that game at least. Yep. Next game on the docket. Ooh, good game. The six and three Steelers who have yet to outgain anybody this year on offense is heading to the Cleveland Browns, who will be Deshaun Watsonless the rest of the season. What do you got here? Both teams six and three. Yeah, I'm taking Steelers on this one. I think. Um... I think that uh, they'll be ready to go coming into Cleveland. I think that Cleveland's going to have to find a new identity again, knowing that their starter is out indefinitely for the rest of the year. Um, Even although they played, you know, multiple weeks without him so far this season um, and they found ways to win football games. uh, I think that Cleveland's uh, offensive line is struggling just a little bit right now They, you know, they were, they've been getting, getting some heavy pressure as of late. And uh, with the you know return of of uh, Pittsburgh's defense getting really healthy, um, they look good. Now I'm gonna take Pittsburgh to win this game. It's gonna be close though. It's not gonna be like a runaway game, but I'm gonna say it's gonna be it's gonna be a, at least one score, if not two scores. Uh, Pittsburgh wins this football game. Yeah, I got this game. Look to me, this is a coin flip. Uh, at the at this, point, I mean, it's close. It's it's, it's, yeah. it's not clear cut. But I'm just saying. I just feel like. They'll be ready to go in this game, Pittsburgh. Wins. I'm I'm going to pick Cleveland because they have found ways to win games without Deshaun Watson this year, right? Obviously, I mean, we all remember uh, the Colts and Browns game that, you know, had, what, 77 points scored in that game. Uh, that, that's pretty impressive uh, overall. However, I don't think this is a game that there's going to be more than 40 points scored total in this game. I don't think either team hits 20. All right. I, I feel like this is going to be a defensive, like not good offenses versus two really good defenses, you yeah. know, 
and that you could see some turnovers. Uh, you're not going to see a lot, like you said, you know, Cleveland's offensive line's not doing well. But let's face it, Pittsburgh's offense hasn't been good at all either this year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got I got Cleveland winning, but it's a coin flip. I'm just – that's where the coin flip landed for me, okay? Okay, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next game on the docket, Bears-Lions. Bears, 3-7. and seven. Lions, 7-2. Seven and two. What you got here? Oh, man. Divisional game, though, so it's going to be a hard-fought game. But, you know, uh, at the end of the day, Bears, you know, Chicago traveling to Detroit. Detroit is uh, – they're, they're, they're firing on, on all cylinders right now. Um, those guys are playing well. Uh, I'm just not used to seeing Detroit 7-2. and two. It just seems crazy and weird to me. Um, but Chicago will lose this football game. Um, they will lose this football game, I'm going to say, by at least three scores. I think that uh, Detroit understands the severity of uh, divisional games right now. They have a head coach that is um, – this is the this is the – this is the perks or the benefits of having a former player as your head coach, just because he understands how important. And I'm not saying all head coaches understand the importance of divisional games, but when you, when you have a guy that that has done it and been in that fire and knows the importance of these games and then understands like the rivalry between these two teams, um, it just makes it even better to get your team juiced up. And so I don't see Detroit messing around with Chicago um, I think the only time it'll be close is in a couple few first minutes of the first quarter. I think Detroit rolls in this game, and I'm going to give them two scores to win by. Okay, okay. I got Detroit winning as well for a lot of the same things that you said. Um, but at the same time, this is this Chicago team has surprised occasionally this year. And like you said, this is a divisional game. Both these teams know each other very, very well. Yeah. I would not be overtly surprised if the bears come out on top in a close game uh, i would not because these two teams have such a long and dedicated history amongst each other this is very similar to the uh, like bears and green bay right the way they have that uh, it's just it's just weird the the uh the, the the nfc that 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 division right there that they just there's no love lost between any of those teams right no. none uh, but yeah, I got I got the Lions winning as well. Speaking of that division, Green Bay Packers three and six hosting an AFC opponent in the Los Angeles Chargers, who are sitting at four and five. Ooh, taking Chargers here. Uh, Green Bay, in my opinion, even though um, they just don't have it, Chargers, in my opinion, don't have it this year either. For whatever reason, they're just struggling. I wish. I think Justin Herbert is a better quarterback than he has shown this year. Um, you know, but the team as a whole, um, defensively, Green Bay won't be able to match up. Like, their offense cannot hold. That That Chargers uh, defensive line is, is potent. Regardless of their record, four and five, they have a potent defensive line. I just don't see uh, Love being able to have a lot of time back there to try to throw some balls down the field. And you see when Love throws a ball down the field, a lot of times it's it's not, you know, you, 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 you it it's it might be a pick or it might be, you know, inaccurate football. Um so I see uh Chargers by at least a score in this game. Um if not like 10 point 10 point game in my opinion. Chargers going to Green Bay and win. 
This is my rule of thumb for the uh for deciding a Green Bay game this year. Mm-hmm. If the team has more wins than Green Bay, I'm going to pick the other team. Period. End of discussion. Uh, it, it just is. Green Bay's not a good team this year. Uh, they've won over some not very good teams, and anytime they've played a team that has uh been at or close to 500, they've lost and usually lose in very dramatic fashion. Um, so absolutely. Uh, I agree with you here. Uh, look, the Chargers are better than their four and five record, in my opinion. Uh, they always deal with injuries every single year. Are they right plague? Do you think they have a plague or something like that, or some type of uh, this curse or something like this? Just I don't get it. It's just like, it's like them and San Francisco. They they're guaranteed to have some injuries, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like after like week two or three, it's just like here it comes. It's like one after another, after another, after another. And they can't get healthy, and they, it's just like, and you see so much like potential in the Chargers every preseason, every season at the beginning of the year, and it's just like it just falls apart at towards the end. It's just crazy to me. Yep, I got the Chargers, even though they are dealing with a few things. I still got the Chargers. I think they win by a score, maybe two. Mm. Uh, next game on the docket, we got the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray's back. Team just beat. <laughs> An Atlanta Falcons team last week, but now they're heading to Houston to face CJ Stroud and that revamped offense. I'm taking Houston. I think uh, CJ Stroud is um, possibly in the talks of MVP ish um, honors this year. And I think their coach is. In the he's in the running for coach of the year. I think that those guys understand it. They love playing for him. It, um, it's it's exciting football. They're having fun down down in Houston again. Um, I think they'll be six and four after this game. I think the Cardinals will be two and nine. Um, I think Murray uh, still has the only reason why I say that is you know Kyle, you can't take anything away from when Kyler Murray's healthy. I mean, this is a guy that went ten and zero last year. You know, beginning to start the year off and looked stellar. Um, and then it kind of fell apart for him, but whatever. But so he's still not in game form yet. Although, you know, like they got that win last week. It's just more so of I think it was just like a, a spirited win, right? Um, more so than them. I, I just don't see them beating Houston. I see Houston winning this game by at least two scores. Um, and they're not going to just let uh, Arizona come in and just kind of do what they want to do. They're going to contain Kyler Murray on Sunday. I've never been a fan of Kyler Murray. I, I I don't like his uh, size with his play style. Like he does not do well in the pocket because of his size. And when he does, you know, escape the pocket, um, a lot of times he holds that ball way too long when he's outside the pocket. So, I'm um, not very fond of that. C.J. Stroud, you talked about MVP talks. He's He's got Offensive Player of the Year already locked up, right? I mean, that's that's, that's a give me, right? And they got some guys over there that have really uh, stepped up and, and made his job a lot easier on the offensive side of the ball as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, like, I like Houston in this, especially since they're at home. And, yeah, I, I could see two scores as well. I could definitely yeah. see two scores. Well, we know you don't like Kyler Murray because we know – you know, I think Arizona can't wait to get rid of him. They just can't publicly say it, but I think they cannot wait to get rid of him. And 
Arizona and the Jets are two teams that seem like they go out, they draft a high quarterback, high one or two, and then just like get rid of them in a couple years because yeah. they made a mistake or something went, went awry or whatnot. But I mean, they're stuck, with him for at least, that. they're stuck with him for at least another year with the amount of money they paid him and, and he being that he came off this injury and stuff like that. But I guarantee they cannot wait to get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Next game on the docket, the Tennessee Titans. Divisional matchup at the Jacksonville. What you got here? I got Jacksonville winning this game. You know, it's just Tennessee is just painful to watch at this point. It's just, it's, they can't put it all together. It's just painful to watch Tennessee. It's painful to watch Tannehill at this point. It's painful to watch Derrick Henry not be Derrick Henry of old. It's painful to see this defense. Um, just have holes and gaps all through it. The secondary, in my opinion, is struggling tremendously. And Jacksonville is a middle of the road team, but in the in this division, I mean they're the upper echelon, right? So I see Jacksonville, um, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Jacksonville winning this football game by at least ten points or more. Um. In Tennessee, just being Tennessee of old. Now, here's the deal: it could go the other way. So I'm not. This is a divisional game. This is this is crazy things happen when divisional get when divisional teams play. Um, I, I know this will be a hard fought physical football game. I know that for a fact. But I just see Jacksonville winning this football game. Look, I got I got Jacksonville winning as well. But as we talked about, it is a divisional game, and if look, it's really tough. Because to beat Jacksonville, in my opinion, the Titans are built to do so, right? They have a ground and pound game, supposedly. We haven't seen a lot of it this year, but they have a ground and, and, and a stellar defense, supposed to be, right? Mike Vrabel led defense. You've got guys who, if things are clicking right, they can run the ball, keep Jacksonville off the field you know, offensively, and then, you know, keep their defense fresh. It could roll out that way, and the Titans pull off an upset. I just, uh, man, that that's reaching right now, you know? So, yeah, I got Jacksonville. <laughs> Say the least, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next game on the docket. The six and three Miami Dolphins host, and I am kind of shocked to say this at week 11. The five and five Raiders, because five weeks ago, the Raiders were nowhere near being a 500 team, right? Uh, you know, as the weeks progress, I'm, I'm losing faith in the Miami Dolphins. When you look at it and you really look at it, when they haven't beat teams that have a winning record, um, it's telling, right? So those three losses are against teams that have winning records. Those six wins are against teams that are all below 500. Las Vegas Raiders are sitting right at 500 and are trending up right now. They're playing spirited football. Guys are coming together in the locker room. And I feel like Individually, outside of Tyreek Hill, um, 
you know, outside of uh, Tua, you know, I don't know how much more talent we keep talking about all these other indi- like guys that are individually talented on Miami's offense, right? And but if you take Tyreek Hill out of the equation, they're an average football team. They're an average offense, in my opinion, with a decent quarterback. And the Raiders are going to come in there and they're going to try to put a hurting on uh, on the Dolphins. They're going to try to prove that they are a better football team. And these guys right now, I mean, if you look at their social media pages, you look at everything that they're talking about for the Raiders, like. They're playing all, they're playing together. These guys are hanging out in the locker room. They're freaking just, you know, gelling more and more. They got a coach who they love playing for that they highly respect. Um, man, I'm taking the Raiders in this game, man. I'm taking the Raiders by a score. It's going to be tight. It's going to be three points, a touchdown, but I'm taking the Raiders, and I'm going with the upset on this one. I'm not taking the favorite. Look, I I, I was on the fence on this for a while, Uh and a lot of what you just said, I mean, the beginning of the year, most part of the year, the Raiders were a mess, you know, then they got rid of McDaniels and all of a sudden what they're playing. Well, that's crazy. Um, but look, I don't know if the Raiders have the defensive guys to deal with the speed that Miami has, uh, overall. Uh, I think, I think the Raiders can put points up on this Miami defense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I believe that. And look, Max Crosby, he could make Tua's day miserable. <laughs> get off the way he gets to the quarterback is 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 unreal. He just has an unstoppable motor, man. He yeah, never quits. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think that is going to be probably one of the X factors. Is going to watch, be watching that defensive line against you know the Dolphins' offensive line is going to be key in this matchup. But I just – I mean, I'm telling you right now, they're going to be pinning their ears back. They they have nothing to lose at this point. They're going to be – they got something cooked up for them. I guarantee you today they're flying around practice. But let's let's pump our brakes here, right? Like, this is not all of a sudden the Raiders are contenders all of a sudden. Like, the Raiders are the Raiders. They will always be the Raiders. And I'm telling you, them moving from Oakland to um, to Vegas was probably one of the worst things that could ever happen to that franchise besides them being historically bad, in my opinion. Vegas is a tough place to play. Vegas is a tough place to keep guys, uh, you know, um, motivated, focused, you know, in check, right? Um, it's just a tough place to play, and you really have to put the right players on that team. And I don't even know how you even do that with all the distractions that are in Las Vegas, Nevada. I know – I probably would have struggled being in Vegas because it is, you know, it's, 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 it's Vegas for a reason. So Vegas is not, I mean, they're going to be, they're going to be like a three week, four week team here where they'll probably win. They'll probably get eight or nine wins, finish the season with that, but they're not going to be, you know, they're not playoff contenders or anything like that. Excuse me. I have the Miami dolphins in this game, but by a close game, I think the dolphins win. But it's going to be because of a couple big plays where someone like Tyreek or someone like that gets open and there's just, you know, that happens. And, and and that's, it seems like that's what Miami lives off of, you know, a lot of times. I don't think it's going to be, you know, just, you know, Tyreek Hill having 250 yards receiving or nothing like that. You know, it's just, there's going to be a broken play here and there. And when it happens that's what's going to put Miami over the edge. I think 
that uh, the Raiders, me personally, I got the Raiders playing this team very, very tough outside of a couple maybe broken plays, right? That's what I got. So, but it could go either way. I I, I do like you with your, uh, your uh, you know, picking the Raiders as well and for the reasons that you have it. Um, Thank you, Lawrence. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Next, last one o'clock game, we got the Giants heading to Washington to face the Commanders. Neither of these teams are even close to 500. You got the two and eight Giants going to the four and six Commanders. I mean, this is just a classic, classic, classic football rivalry game right here. Like, this is when you think of just traditional, like, old school two teams playing like growing up like this is I always knew when the Giants played like can I say it like the Redskins but now the commanders right and this this it's it's no different here you know um it's just two bad teams playing each other so you know that's the only thing but in that world of these two teams in the history this is a big game but it really isn't right um Giants are struggling you know, uh, Daniel Jones is painful to watch. I mean, the kids got banged up all year. He's still getting banged around now. Uh, Saquon Barkley is, in my opinion, is he put his foot in his mouth this offseason uh, with, you know, one of the shenanigans he pulled to just have like a, a subpar year. Like, and, and, and quite frankly, it's a subpar year when you try to fight for all this money and, and, and be the leader of the team and, but granted, their their offensive line is bad, so I can't put it on both of those guys. Like I have have sympathy for Daniel Jones, I have sympathy for Barkley to a degree. Um, Giants, I mean Giants lose this football game by two at least two scores. Um, I'm gonna it's a divisional game; they're gonna fight tough. But I just see Washington beating them by at least two scores in this game. I understand why you pick Washington. I understand why you picked them by, you know, multiple scores. Uh, most of the season, the Giants have not looked good. I'm going to pick the Giants in an upset, but only because, look, you're not going to keep Saquon Barkley down all year long. I mean, it, it's just not. He's going to have a game, a few games, where he's he's going to blow up. He's going to, you know, be in a situation where the defense just cannot stop him because Saquon Barkley is just that good. And, um, look, you're right. The offensive line is garbage over there in New York. It, it's absolutely garbage. But I think their defense can play. And I think that, that again, Divisional game, divisional rivalry. You talk about it way back in the day. You got like Henry Ruggs and Art Monk and, you know, Lawrence Taylor and Phil Sims and all these guys way back. You know, those are the guys I grew up watching, you know. So um, it might be interesting to watch just because of the history between these teams. But look, I'm looking at probably – I think this is going to be an ugly offensive game all the way around, but I think Saquon's going to break out of this one uh, and be the savior for this one game because I don't think there's much over there in Washington offensive-wise offense that you can just be like, hey, put this team on your back and, and win a football game, right? There, I, I can't name a player over there that you could say do that, but I can say that with the Giants – 
And I think that's what happens. I think Saquon does it this one time. Um, we agree. Hmm? We agree to disagree on that one. Yeah, you're fine. You're <laughs> fine. It's it's all about opinions and and stuff like that. So that's I, true. you know, I respect everything you say. Uh, first four o'clock game. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading to the San Francisco 49ers. And Baker, I still trust, but I don't see him winning this football game. It pains me that Baker is not, is not five and four or six and three right now. Um, that's just my guy. Be to, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, the really close games. They could have won. That's why I say it pains me, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I think that the Bucks, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, that the Buccaneers are better than their record reflects. They're just missing that one piece. They just have to cut down on the errors, the small things like losing a game at the losing football games at the end of the at the end of the game in the fourth quarter, like defensively or a tip ball that turns into a pick. Um, just some bad luck. Right. But at the end of the day, like really good football teams don't put themselves in that position either. So I'm not going to put them up there as a really good football team. I think San Francisco has um, taken their licks and they they realize they know how to win football games. Now, championship football teams usually will have three or four losses on the regular season. They just you just want that because now you learn how to not to lose in a lot of different circumstances. Uh, there's different, you know, um, uh, styles to win a football game. There's different styles to lose a football game. There's different, you know, um, the word I'm looking for here. Either way, uh, San Francisco has lost three games and they've taken their licks and I think they've learned from them. They have a great coach over there that's going to help them learn from those mistakes and have enough veteran leadership over there to right the ship. And I don't see uh, Tampa Bay come flying all the way out to, California and winning a football game. Um, and so I'm going to take San Fran by two scores. San Francisco on paper, just looking at it, San Francisco should win this game hands down. Mm-hmm. There's two things that worry me. I'm going to pick San Fran, but there's two things that worry me about this. Is why I think that there could be an upset in the brewing. One, San Francisco relies heavily on short yardage, plays with yak yards and the front seven look tampa bay's got two really really damn good linebackers okay they got two very good linebackers over there and of course vita Vey on the on the on the defensive line that worries me in that aspect the second aspect is baker's a gunslinger who is not afraid to throw it downfield in a tight space while under pressure and I don't think San Francisco's secondary is good enough to handle something like that. If San Francisco gets pressure, they got to get home, right? When Chubb, Chubb gets his pressure or whoever it is, they, they better get home. They better knock him down. They better get the sacks. Because I feel like this is a situation where it actually favors Baker in this aspect of you know, throwing the ball downfield into that secondary of the Niners. But I am picking the Niners because I think they are a better overall team, right? And Mm -hmm. should win this game. 
Uh, next four o'clock game, you got the Bills hosting the Jets. Mm. Divisional game, AFC East. I've lived in the AFC East in my career, basically. I know, I just know how physical these games are. But it is the struggling Bills and it is the struggling Jets. They can go either way on this one. I'm telling you right now. In my opinion, this game is 50-50. This game is not what people are predicting it to be, just a Bills runaway. Uh, the Bills have been the – I mean, they are – it's incredible how much – those five losses the Bills have, wow. Some of them they should not have been losses. Right? The Bills should be 7-2 and two, in my opinion. Yeah. They should be a 7-2 football team, but they're not. They're 5-5. Five and five. And uh, because of mental errors, yes, you know what? I'm going to take the Jets in this one. I'm taking the Jets to go up to Buffalo, and the Jets defense is going to be stellar on Sunday against Joshua Allen and the Buffalo Bills, and they're going to will them to win a football game in Buffalo, and they will be five and five and fly back to New Jersey again. You know, I said that you know Wilson is not that bad of a quarterback he's gotten better uh over this past offseason I don't know if it was tutelage from Aaron Rodgers during the offseason or whatnot he looks much better than what he did uh in previous years maybe he's shaken away those you know ghosts that was that was creeping in his closet I don't know um you're right the defense I've been on the Jets defense all year I I've been damn good Jets defense you have yes you have and uh, Buffalo, they just – they can't seem to put it together. They are guaranteed to have three or four brain farts every yep. game, yes. you know, as a team. And yes. that's what costs them games. How do you have 12 men on the field during mm. a kick, you know, a field goal? It just makes zero sense to me at all, you know. How do you pull a P.I.? Uh, when the ball is rainbowed and you got all day in the world just to look back at the ball and you wouldn't have got called for it. You know, it makes no sense at all on some of these things that Buffalo has been doing. And then of course, you know, Stefan Diggs over there, you know, his brother saying he wants out and he, he asked Stefan, he's like, you have to talk to my brother about that, you know, <laughs> cause I didn't say that. Uh, but <laughs> It's it's weird. I'm I'm gonna go with you on this. I think the Jets go into Buffalo and win. Yes, and it's, it's weird, but yes, I I fully 100. I'm not even on the fence on this one. I think the Jets win this game. I agree, man. This is our first upset. Me, and you have both agreed on. This is monumental. Yep. We got the Seattle Seahawks at 4:25 heading to the L.A. Rams. What is going on in LA? Like, what is the, once again, once again, another place where it's very difficult to win and keep guys focused. I will say that. Um, here's the deal. Crazy part is LA still favored to win this football game. And I'm going to call BS on that. I'm going to call BS on Vegas. I'm going to call BS on whoever these guys are picking them to be the favorites. I'm going Seattle in this game. It's going to be tight. It's a one-score football game. But Geno Smith is going to prevail. I think that Stafford is dealing with a plethora of injuries. 
Um, I think that Seattle's D-line is going to shake some things up and get back there and, and put some pressure on Stafford. Stafford doesn't want to get hit. And he's going to be quick with the ball and he's going to make some, some key errors. I'm not going to say turnovers, but just bad, inaccurate throws. Um, and I'm a Stafford fan. I think Stafford's, you know, top 10 quarterback, in my opinion, when healthy, when healthy. And I'm going to go out and say this. I think Stafford's been a top 10 quarterback for a very long time in the football, in, in the NFL. For a, He was just stuck in Detroit. But for a very long time, they just couldn't win football games because the team was just that bad around him. Um, but I'm going Geno and those boys take that trip down south to Los Angeles, California, and win by a score here. Um, and upset the team that's the reciprocal of their number, uh, of their record, and beat the Rams. I'm just going to end it and say I agree with you. I All right, thanks. This game. Next. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, come on, right? Seattle's the better team right now. They've been yeah. playing better all year long. I Correct. mean. The Rams are basing a lot of their stuff. They've got one new fresh young blood out there in Puka Nakua. And everybody else is like, they need to get an infusion of fresh young blood on that team. You can't just live off of aging veterans, right? And and, and Aaron Donald is, is, is non-existent in the NFL. Yeah. You know, you know what's crazy? This is from an offensive line standpoint. You know, when he came in, he demanded double teams and he demanded, you know, you got to slide to wherever he is. And he was a problem and he was just so disruptive. And quite frankly, you know, he's had like this Indomitian Sue kind of like fall off the cliff. But I, and, but Sue stayed dominant for a longer period of time than 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 Aaron Donald has in his career, in my opinion. And um you know, you go from being probably the number one defensive player in the league or, you know, NFL.com or NFL Network top 100 players, and you're up there as number one or number two for a couple of years in a row to now, like, we don't even talk about Aaron Donald anymore. Like, he got paid, he got his money, and it's just like he has not been the same player. And so that alone is really hurting the team. There's a lot, there's a lot of cancers on that team. There's a lot of cancers on. There's a lot of big egos on that team. There's a lot of, you know, um, just non-gelling. Once they got that Super Bowl win, everything fell apart for that for that organization, top down. I don't think the head coach was ready for that for that kind of success. He didn't know how to corral those guys back. You know, I think that Stafford was just so happy to win a Super Bowl that leadership there is hasn't been there. They keep guys focused. I think Aaron Donald is a prima donna and he's got that money and he thinks too highly of himself. And I'm not going to say he doesn't work as hard, but he's just not as dominant as he once was. So there's a lot of problems in LA. Moving on, Sunday night football. Look, I think this is going to be a better game. Oh, 1,000%. going to think it is. The yes. Vikings, six and four, heading to Denver to face the four and five Denver Broncos. Until I see otherwise. Uh, now here's the deal. Is Dobbs starting? Hmm? For is, is is Dobbs starting for uh for Minnesota? Because from what I'm looking at, they're saying that uh Kirk Cousins might be back. So if that's the case, 
that will change my prediction. Because I, if, if, if Kirk Cousins starts, I have Denver winning this football game, which is crazy to say. If Joshua Dobbs is a starting quarterback, which very well I think he should be, I've got Minnesota winning this football game. This is two teams on the rise. Minnesota, five straight wins, right? You got which is Broncos, crazy. And the Broncos have just come off of beating Kansas City and Buffalo back-to-back weeks. Right. right. Two good to, two. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. This weather got everybody jacked up. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Two, two, and, and I'm going to still say Buffalo is still a good football team if they don't make those errors. So those are two good quality wins Denver has under their belt. Yeah. But Minnesota is going to be a good game. It's going to be a very good game. You, you, you talk about, look, you want to you want to be playing your best football in November and December? These are two teams right now that are playing their best football right now. Correct. And this is going to be a very, very good game. Um, I'm going to go with Denver just because I feel like Denver's defense can actually do something. They, they actually have a decent defense. Um. I, they're they're getting back into it. I think that's what helped them a lot. Uh, versus in the two wins that they've had, and Russell Wilson right now is playing as a top five quarterback in the league, right? So I got Denver, but this this game could be won by either team, either team in my opinion. I understand where you're saying though. You got, dude. Dobbs has been on a freaking run. Two cousins comes back. You could call them healthy. You got to keep the hot hand in. Right. You got to. Right. 100%. I hope they don't make that that switch. (laughs) Monday night football game. Easily. Easily game of the week. Super Bowl rematch. Uh, Yeah. Eagles eight and one head to Kansas City seven and two. We could talk for hours about this game. I am taking Kansas City to win this football game only because they got beat by the Broncos and they are looking for revenge. And they're playing Monday night football at Arrowhead Stadium. It is going to be electric. That is clear. That is arguably one of the loudest stadiums in the NFL next to Seattle. I mean, it is tough to play there. It is loud. It is like just it is rough. And those guys, Kansas City was, was going to be fired up, ready to go. And the Philly better be ready to match that intensity. Um, it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a close football game. I'm going to give it – it's a 10-point football game. It's 10 points. But I'm going to go with – I'm going with Kansas City in this one. You just said it. They come off this loss. To the Broncos, they had their bye week last week, so they've had this whole entire the coaching staffs had this entire time to game plan, right against Philadelphia, right. And plus the team, they they they've got that nasty loss that they want to wash out of their mouth that they had two weeks ago. They're going to come out fighting hard. What you said about playing there in their stadium, I've heard it a million times, you know, by different players. As that's one of the top three toughest places to go and play. Um, I understand that. I get it. On the flip side, 
Philadelphia has not played their best football and still find ways to win games, even against good teams. And that's that's why I think this is going to be even closer than 10 points. I think it's going to be a four or five point game. All right. I, I think there's good. The, the, the difference in this is going to be a field goal and maybe a two point conversion. You know, that's that's how I look at it. Uh, and either team can win this game. I'm going to go with Philly just because they seem to find ways to win the tight games. And Kansas City has lost two tight games. Right. But. This is an uh, this is an ugly opportunity here. Kansas City should win this game because of everything that you had talked about. Everything that you pointed out, they should win. I'm just picking Philly because they have ways of winning. They, I don't know, their defense, uh, you know, Nick Sirianni as well, being able to adjust you know, right in mid-game, right in a mid-drive, I've seen him adjust what he's doing, right? I love that about the team. I'm, no knock on Andy Reid. Hell of an offensive mind, too, right? <laughs> yep. But this, this, is good. this is just two juggernauts right now, two best teams in the NFL, fighting it head-on. Yeah. Either team could win. Either team could have won the Super Bowl, right? Cool. It's just one of those things. Uh, so, you know, you pick Kansas City, I'll pick Philadelphia. Somebody's got to come out on top, quite frankly. I'm just picking Philly because I picked them last night uh, on my Patreon stream. <laughs> yeah, you got to follow. And I got to stand with up. what I said. You, you know? can't switch up. I get it. I get it. Yep. All right. I think that's going to do it for this re- uh, preview. Of week 11, no Indianapolis Colts game, but a lot of games that we could keep an eye on because the Colts are five and five, and there's only three teams ahead of them uh, for the playoff spot. So that's interesting. Promising. Yeah, very promising. There could could inch a little bit closer, but I think that's going to do it. Any final words before we get out of here? No, we just have a great slate of games and, and be ready ready for some upsets this weekend. Absolutely. I I picked quite a few. (laughs) Until next time, I'm Lawrence Owen. That's Donald Thomas. This was Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online. And as usual, have a good one. Peace. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.